Hi, and welcome to Small Shop Fundraising, a podcast dedicated to the small to medium-sized nonprofits and the issues and topics facing them today. I'm your host, Liz Hack. Last week, we talked with Gretchen James, a development coordinator at JDRF Middle and East Tennessee, headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. We talked about how they took their face-to-face gala and pivoted to a virtual gala in just three weeks. In our first podcast, we discussed the decision-making process to change it to a virtual gala and the extra little detail about a tornado that came through Nashville uh, during the COVID-19 crisis that threw an extra layer of difficulty and stress on the event coordinators as they put together a thousand-person gala. In this episode, we will be finishing up our conversation and talking more logistics, planning, the silent and live auction that they had, as well as the goals that they met. We're also going to talk with Gretchen about what they might have done differently now that hindsight is 2020. I hope you'll enjoy and thanks for listening. So you decided to go with the virtual gala in April on April 25th and you got all your decision makers, your board, your staff leadership to to buy into this. What was the next step? So the next thing we had to do was figure out how we were going to make this a virtual event. So I think about this time is when everybody started getting really into Zoom. Um and that was not something that our um, we were, our organization was just starting to get into Zoom as well. Um, so we wanted to make sure we could also have this be kind of an exclusive event for the people who have already paid money to come to this exclusive event, um, but also make it wide so we had more people to bid on our auction. So we're going to have the auction online and we wanted other people to be able to see it too. people in other chapters and um, people just around the country who were invested in JDRF and who wanted to support um, any chapter. So we um, had a producer um, who really helped us out. He helped us. Um, he helped he helped tell us like who needed to speak when to cue people to um you know edit all the videos that we had and the feeds that we had going um so i don't know all the details of how he did it exactly um but we used zoom we sent a zoom link out to the people who had paid um so they had kind of a private it was kind of like their private zoom room but we also broadcast it out on Facebook Live as well. Okay, so you used Zoom and you had like a mm-hmm. private Zoom room for your mm-hmm. paid attendees to to engage with one another. Yes. I've never really done or been to a gala like that. Was it well received? Was it awkward? Did people mm-hmm. like? Did people dress up? Were they in their PJs? Did well, they you know, have so their we hair did a couple colors? Of things. What did they do? <laughs> so, well, one of the things that we uh, 
we ended up having to do that kind of changed midway through once we figured out the kind of technology we were going to have and the number of people that we were going to have. Like I said, we wanted a thousand people to be part of this. Um, and when we decided to move to this virtual gala, we sent out emails to all of our table hosts and said, you guys were going to invite five couples, like table seat 10. So you were inviting, mostly you were inviting four other couples. Um, but now you can invite nine other couples. So you like each table of 10 now is a table of 10 couples. Um, so we had more people on that Zoom. We ended up having more people on that Zoom than we could really like show everybody. So the people that came didn't really see other participants. Um, that part became just too much for us to do, I guess, in that short amount of time. So they were engaging with each other by um, the chats that we had going on. So that was the engagement. And we had, you know, we had some, the board was really great about getting behind us. So we had them record some things at the that we showed at the beginning about them getting ready. So some of them were in their pajamas, some of them were in their car pretending to come, some of them were dressed up, some of them were half dressed up and half in shorts or pajama pants. <laughs> um, so like one lady talked about how she was, uh, they're all wearing um, sport shirts because like, a college football shirt and then like a national football shirt just because they wanted to they miss sports so much so we kind of had eat we got we had a lot of board members do a video to just kind of show all the different ways that they were watching um so it wasn't just board members actually it was table hosts and um, we re reached out to the table hosts and said if you want you know if you want to invite your friends to join in the virtual gala on zoom um, and then if you want to send them a video message to say, we're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're joining us. Um, then we played that right at the beginning of the event. So that's really cool. That's a really great idea mm -hmm. to, to get people to see every stage of the virtual event and then pretending to come to the actual event. Um, I think that's great. Uh, I think that's really fun. Mm -hmm. So how many people do you know? Uh, well, before I ask that, um, you said you were in charge of the silent, of the, of the auction or the silent auction. Yeah. How did, how did that play into, to the virtual gala? And, um, did people like it? Um, how did it go? Yeah. So, um, we used BidPal, um, was or one cause, um, which is what we use typically for every every gala that we do. So um, we opened the auction up about a week before the event to let people preview the auction items. Um, and you know we did have to adjust and pivot our goals for that. Um, we had a goal of 400,000 um, and we adjusted that goal to be 250,000 um, and we are 230,000 and um, we did a great job 
you know, leading up to the event, getting people, you know, we had to reach out to people that had already given us items um, and ask that they could extend their deadline, especially those travel items. We have a lot of travel um, lots in our auction. And so we reached out to hotels where we could um, that weren't already closed and asked them if they would be willing to extend the expiration date. A couple of other places too, experiences. We asked them to extend the expiration date um, to December 31st of 2021 um, to make sure people have time to use those travel um, experiences that they won. We also, you know, we had a lot of people turn us down for auction items, people that were just couldn't couldn't promise anything, couldn't guarantee anything. Some people that had to take things away. And then we had a lot of other people step up and help us out. We're lucky that we have a pretty big um, alcohol selection in our auction. And liquor stores are doing really well right now. And so a lot of them were able to help us. Some of them were not able to help us, but not because of the pandemic, but because of the tornado. Um, one of the biggest liquor distributors in Nashville, their warehouse was damaged during the tornado. So um, there was back order on quite a few products. Um, but we had other people just step up and really help us a lot in that area. Um, so what we did that was different for the auction this year is we put it out there um, a week early. Um, we let people preview and then we let after the weekend, um, the Monday before the event, we opened up the bidding. Um, so people were bidding online for about six days. Um, and then we had, we set a hard deadline to close the auction. It was 7.30 central time. Yeah. Um, which was right in the middle of our virtual gala. Okay. So the gala started at 7 p.m. Um, central time and lasted until about 8, 10, 8, 15. Um, and so we had, um, and just to kind of get back to the logistics, mm -hmm. we had an MC who was going to be our MC anyway. Um, she has been for the past few years and she was at her house on Zoom talking to, talking to everybody. And then that's how our producer kind of broadcast it broadcast that out on zoom and facebook um we had a couple of other speakers um come and go throughout the night um it, this being nashville we had a few people do some um sing some songs for us eric pasley amy grant um ray lynn and bart mallard all did um performances for us from their home um which was a good another good draw to get people in too. Um, yeah, that would be really cool to see Amy Grant yeah. up on stage or even um, on yeah. Zoom. Uh, she was in her home. That's awesome. In a bedroom, playing a song that That's she so had cool. not ever played before. Um, so it was fun, you know. And yeah. so, you know, some of those things were recorded ahead of time, sure. um, and just put in so they so they could be in. But so we had the MC who was live. We had our board president who was live. We had our um, 
And then we had our auctioneer who was live. And he auctioned off three live auction items. Um, and what we did for those live auction items, we had the bidding was open on those the whole time. Um, we just closed the bidding on all of the other auction items at 730 and we left those three items open. Um, and we had the auctioneer do his normal spiel about describing the item. And then we had a video of the item that we showed. And then we were telling people in real time, you know, put in your bid. If you want to bid higher on this, bid higher on it now because it's about to close. We're going to close this in one minute or two minutes. So put your bid in on your phone right now. Um, and then yeah. that's how we yeah. auctioned off those items. So we so, did three of those. Cool. Yeah. That's, that yeah. sounds, sounds great. I mean, uh, to pivot, to be able to pivot in, what'd you say, three weeks and have all yeah. of these, um, pieces of recorded or, uh, and train sounds like your hosts, your mm -hmm. table hosts to be able to, to manage and invite more people. Uh, sounds like it was a massive undertaking um, how was it, what, who was on your team? Was it just you or? No. So we have, um, six people on our team. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, and we had a lot of help from our board too. So we had this, we had a volunteer who helped produce the event and he was dealing with editing the videos. We had somebody for actually from another chapter help us create the videos that we used for um, the auction item. Um, we had to sponsor real video that we used as well. Um, Ford was our presenting sponsor. Um, they've been, they are a, a huge partner with JDRF just in general. And this year they were our um, presenting sponsor for our 20th gala. So we were able to put together a video honoring Ford and thanking them. Um, we also thanked our sponsors. Um, we had um, help working, making videos to thank our sponsors. And then we had help making those videos for the live auction. Um, and then kind of also editing some of the uh, board member videos and the table host videos that came in. So that was um, somebody from another chapter. We had a social media person who was manning the Facebook Live um, feed, you know, manning the event on Facebook and putting all of our information out on social media. We had a PR company help us. Um, one of our board members runs a PR company. And so she kind of rallied her team to help us pro bono with some PR to um, put the word out there. Um, I worked on the auction. We had two other people on our team work on the um, table host logistics and the money logistics. So, you know, entering all of the um, tickets and the guest names and the emails and the phone numbers and making sure people were set up on Zoom or set up to, yeah, making people that needed to get the email with the Zoom link, making sure they were set up. Um, and we had another person that was working with um, fun, the um, one cause to make sure that went smoothly 
the closing times, um, the pack, making sure all the packages were um, in there as well as the um, donation packages. Cool. Um, and we also had somebody from our national team help kind of direct the show. Um, so she would tell people, you know, you're up next, get ready to speak in like 10, 10, 9, 8, 7, and then you go. Um, so I would say we had, there were six people in our office, but we had probably 15 people total help us make this happen. That's amazing. And, yeah. and so six people in your office, but mainly volunteers who coming together, trying to pull mm-hmm. off uh, mm-hmm. a virtual event that is typically a thousand people uh, and moving it to a virtual event in three weeks. That's, that's impressive. So can you yeah. tell us um, about any of the either goals that you all hit or the successes that you had for this event? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you when we had to pivot and say, you know, tell our national team, okay, so we're not going to have this virtual event or we're not going to have this in-person event. We want to do a virtual event and this is how much money we think we can raise with it. We thought 800,000, you know, that's going to be, that's our goal. That's what we're going to shoot for. That's, that's what we're trying to make happen. And we actually, um, between the sponsors that we had, the additional um, tickets that we sold, which weren't that many additional tickets, um, the auction and the Fundacure, which is um, JDRF's kind of raise the paddle. Um, we ended up at the end of the night raising 1.159 wow. million. Wow. Now there yeah. is something to be proud of. It was. That's we were amazing. pretty blown away. <laughs> That's just, that. I mean, just that goes to show the generosity. And when you, when you have a, you have a goal and you have a, you have a team who believes in it, it sounds like it was a, something that you could never have planned for being going so well. Right. Uh, yes. That congratulations. Right what an amazing thank uh, you. Thank you. Job. Uh, wow. And everything, uh, like, we, you know, in a time like this, too, it's so hard to think about asking people to part with their money mm-hmm. when everybody is going through something so crazy, like now. Yeah. Um, but I think we have some really passionate people behind us, you know, and we have a really big cause that people, you know, really want, want to help out. And I think the people that are close to it, understand it. They understand there's no, you can't stop. And I think also we had a little bit of, um, I don't know how to describe it. It was a little bit of, you're trying so hard. I really want to help you make this a success too. They like we had it. people that were just like, I, I can't believe you're actually doing this. So <laughs> I want to, you know, do what I can. Well, they want um, to be a part of history. That's for sure. Yeah. It's the yeah. first time. Um, it was, it was. And the auction itself was, 
it raised the most um our value percentage of the value that um the auction items were compared to what they sold for it was the highest it's ever been um for us which i think was a, a little over a hundred percent of value breaking records so that was our average gala. wow yeah <laughs> amazing well i guess that's one thing that you learned that um Virtual auctions are very success- successful. Um, mm-hmm. What are some other things that you that you learned, and um, maybe things that went well, and maybe things that you would have tweaked? You know, hindsight um, being twenty twenty, what would you have changed? Mm, I think you know we use. I think that we didn't really have to do this Zoom and Facebook. Mm-hmm platform I think there's probably a better way to do that um there was a little bit of a delay so think people if you I watched I was at home I was the most comfortable I've ever been during a gala which was amazing I was not sore the next day which was great but I um watched on Facebook and I also watched on Zoom on two different devices and there was about a, tw- a minute delay between the two. And so I think that we probably didn't have to make it as private as we did with the Zoom. I think we could have figured out a way to make it, or there's got to be another platform out there that could be used to make it where everybody could experience it together. Um, we just wanted a way, you know, to make that. You still have to be able to sell tickets to it, though. You still have to be able to to sell that exclusiveness. Um, so I think there's some thoughts around, like, how do you sell, make it exclusive, um, but still make it so it could be virtual and out there and other people can see it and be a part of it. And maybe that's a before, a before the event Zoom or an after the event Zoom or something like that. Yeah some way to um yeah expand it on zoom yeah i think that's that would be um that's something to think about um and i think you know we did the best that we could in three weeks to be like what platform are we going to use and how are we going to do it it sounds like it Um, went really well (laughs) yeah so here's the question for you and and this is our last question and then we'll wrap up but um i don't know if if this is something that would ever be a part of your programming, um, if once everything goes back to normal or our new normal probably is more like it, would your organization think to do another virtual event? Not, maybe not the gala, you know, maybe not your, your largest Mm -hmm. event of the year and probably not on an anniversary year, like this, like this one. But what about, uh, you know, a, a virtual auction because since it did so well, is it is it something that your organization maybe see in the future? Um, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I will tell you that JDRF as a whole has really rallied behind making their events virtual or mm-hmm. that we have coming up. We do besides galas, we do walks. Um, and we had two walks scheduled for this past month that we, as a region, um, we had to convert to a virtual experience as well. 
Um, that will happen on June 6th. And I'm not entirely sure what what exactly that platform is going to be that we use to do that. But I know that we are just trying to continue fundraising in this time and continue to find a way to bring people together um, and bring people together while keeping people apart. So for now, I think we're going to continue using the virtual aspect um, instead of just canceling things you know we're just going to find a way to continue doing what we're doing um it is funny we got a lot of people um involved from all over the country this year um even my parents who are in south carolina were like oh we watched it all on facebook it was so great i want to watch it every year um so maybe there's a way like with facebook live or um another way to to broadcast the event out when it is in person. So I don't know. Maybe I don't be... I don't think we know yet what what we would do. I know that we have done in the past we've done an online auction after the event with some of our other um some of the kind of Nashville centric auction items that we have. Um so I'm not I'm not sure, actually, what we'll do going forward. I guess the future will only tell us yeah. when it's... I mean, it's just such a crazy time. It sure is. It was... It will... I think, we, I think we've seen that people are really interested in, in seeing that. Um, even though if they can't be there in person, there's a way to bring them together. Yeah. Um, and, you know, follow along on your phones and make bids on your phones and donate on your phones you don't you know we always have remote bidders at events but i think um just being able to open it to more people um just made it so so much it made it more successful yeah. i think well um i i completely agree your 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 gala has blown me away with the the planning you had three weeks your goals that you had and just um, breaking through those goals and um, uh, over a hundred percent value on your auction uh, you have so much to be proud of thank you again dear friend for yeah. being with us today on small shop fundraising if people have more questions for you um, can they connect with you via twitter sure. or facebook or linkedin or something like that yeah okay i'll be sure yeah. to put your information in the in the in the show notes thanks again for listening to small shop fundraising and our episode with gretchen james and their virtual gala two pieces of pieces of advice for those of you listening trying to learn as much as you can about pivoting from an in-person gala to a virtual one. Gretchen had two pieces of advice. Number one, rehearse as much as you can prior to the event. Her staff and their volunteers rehearsed every day for a week. Their event was probably an hour and a half to two hours long online, and they rehearsed every day for five days straight. The second piece of advice 
was to go to your online virtual conferencing system and learn as much as you can about the webinar opportunities and options that they have on their platform. Like Gretchen said, JDRF Middle and East Tennessee uses Zoom, and so they went to Zoom 101 webinars as much as they could. She, she says they, they even might have called Zoom to tell them about what they were doing uh, on their platform to get some further advice and direction. So if you're if you're interested in connecting with Gretchen, she has I have left her in, contact information in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to Small Shop Fundraising. I'm your host, Liz Hack, and we'll talk soon.